Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and as always, we are presented by HashtagBasketball.com. Go check out HashtagBasketball.com for some of the best fancy tools you can find on the internet for the NBA. they got a great Twitter feed to follow your players, your teams, and they definitely have the best weekly schedule that you can find to arrange your teams and, and to see what matchups you need and what stream players you'd like to, to target this uh, week, depending on how many games they play. If you're in a head-to-head league, I highly suggest using the schedule that HashtagBasketball.com has. I am flying solo tonight, but we are going to still stick to some of the format. There's been a quite a few injuries to major players over the last week or so since we uh, last talked to you guys. So let's get right into those, starting with the, the worst injury of them all from Rudy Gay. Uh, he is out for the season and actually probably out for some of the season next year. Uh, and that's really, really disappointing for Rudy Gay owners he was having a pretty good year. He was uh, injured earlier uh, during um, the month of December. And he came back from um, that, that rib cartilage strain that he actually had to turn around and tear his Achilles. And, and that's just really depressing because over the last uh, four or five games, Rudy Gay had been really playing uh, well. In fact, he'd been playing uh, so well, he, he, he's ranked in the top 20 uh, on averages over the last uh, four to five games. And that was something I, I had suggested go out, and I actually traded for Rudy Gay in a couple of my leagues because I figured right when he came back, he, he, he was looking okay, and I was seeing if I could get something for him. And, and I honestly thought he was going to have a great second half Oh, it's really, it's just really terrible to see something like this happen. You don't want this to happen to really anybody, but, um, where there is injury, there's always playing time to go around. And so far there's only been, um, I think one game. Let me, let me double check on that. Actually two games. So there's been two games since, uh, Rudy Gay went down. Oh, three games. I'm, um. I'm behind the times. I was on vacation last week, so I am catching up as quickly as possible. But during those three games that uh, Rudy Gay has been out, Garrett Temple ended up getting the start for those three games. And he actually looked pretty good with um, a solid amount of um, assists and averaging, let's see, a little over a steal per game. Throwing in a block here and there, throwing a three, throwing a couple rebounds and some points, shooting a pretty good field goal and free throw percentage uh all in all not too shabby i would say there's nothing terribly impressive about garrett temple but it does look like he is going to be the major benefactor from the the minutes that are up for grabs the i just don't i I don't know how long the kings will ride garrett temple but it does it does look like for the foreseeable future that they will be playing him and Aaron Aflalo in that starting lineup just to see who will give them the better run. And right now, it's it's definitely Garrett Temple's giving you the better run. I am not a huge Aaron Aflalo fan. And to be honest, I'm not a huge Garrett Temple fan. If I had to choose which one I picked up, I would go with um, I'd go with Garrett Temple. It, it looks like he's just uh, able to do a little bit more overall than Aaron Aflalo. But we, I think we're still in a wait-and-see period. Garrett Temple's gotten more of the minutes, but Aaron Flau is still playing uh, close to 
you know, 30 minutes a game over the last three games. So right now, to me, it's a toss-up. I would go with Garrett Temple. Aaron Aflalo is just not one of my favorite players, and his ceiling isn't very high, but neither is Garrett Temple's. So you're kind of... You're kind of SOL when it comes to replacing Rudy Gay. Neither one of those guys are uh, very sexy, and um, it's just a, it's just really a shame. I feel uh, I, my heart goes out to all the Rudy Gay owners. The next uh, injury that we're looking at is Chris Paul. Oh, Chris Paul! Right when um, it looked like he was uh, coming back, he he basically tore his thumb ligament, and he will be out until early March, which is usually playoff time for a lot of the head-to-head people. it's It really depends on when your, your playoffs start. So this could be a really good move for teams that are sitting at the top of the, their league to throw a, a decent player out to get Chris Paul back for the playoffs. Like, you will benefit a ton from having Chris Paul on your team. He is, on average, ranked fifth this year. In nine cat leagues, he is still one of the best point guards in the league. They're going to get him back up to playing speed. They're not going to—I don't think they'll ease him in uh, more than a week or so. And you'll get all of uh, all of March or most of March and the rest of April to play him. So you will get him for the playoffs. I think this is a really smart trade. If you're at the top of the league, you're not really worried about it, and you have like a your second best um, point guard, or if you're weakened point guard, even just to try to tempt a guy who is lower and has really probably ruined his chances of making the playoffs helping him make the playoffs is going to help you win the playoffs so i would trade for chris paul if you're at the top of a head-to-head league that has playoffs uh even if you're not in the in a league that has playoffs um i would trade if you're at the top of the league and you got some guys to move i think it would be a good move to uh to pick up chris paul on the other side of that, I think it's also a good move to go get Blake Griffin right now. When Blake Griffin plays without Chris Paul, he becomes the facilitator on that team. He's known to put up LeBron-esque type numbers, you know, close to triple-doubles. And we've seen a lot of triple-double people in the in the league this year. Why not Blake Griffin? Blake Griffin is due to come back very soon. Um, let me make sure that he hasn't come back already. But Blake Griffin has the ability to really... Um, to really fill it up when he um, when he gets the chance to run that team, and they've always been talking about maybe they should trade Blake, maybe they should trade Chris Paul. I don't know what to do, blah blah blah. blah. Um, just a heads up for keeper leagues. I would actually, depending on where Blake Griffin was drafted or what your penalties are for keeping, this would be a good move if Chris Paul ends up leaving the Clippers. Blake Griffin's going to run that team, and he is going to be a monster. And so I would try to trade for Chris Paul as well. Um, I'm liking everybody on the Clippers, really, uh, when it comes to um, the injury that happened to Chris Paul. But that does mean, just like Rudy Gay, there are um, minutes to go around. And um, I'm going to go check out both two guys, actually. Uh, Austin Rivers, who has played basically the backup point guard and the the starting point guard when Chris Paul has been out in the past. And uh, Austin Rivers has started since um, Chris Paul has been out, and actually I think even when Chris Paul was playing a little bit, um, 
and has looked pretty decent. He's scoring at a really high clip and hitting a lot of threes, which is a, a little bit surprising for me. His steals are a below one, which is pretty bad for a guard. But it does seem like, uh, surprise, surprise, Doc Rivers is playing Austin Rivers quite a bit with Chris Paul out. And I, I honestly think he's playing well enough to warrant a pickup in uh, any standard league. He's been hitting a lot of threes, scoring good points, and getting uh, solid assists. In fact, he's uh, averaging almost uh, over four assists per game. He's not doing um, really anything else. He's, he shoots decent percentages. I don't think he's going to shoot, you know, he's, he's going to shoot closer to 45 than he is to 50. Uh, moving forward, but it's it, it is interesting to see him playing uh, as as much as he is and actually playing well. I would take a flyer on him, and the other uh, guy who actually is kind of benefiting even more is Raymond Felton, uh, Ray, old Raymond Felton. If you remember him, he has also been playing um, heavier minutes since Chris Paul has been out, and basically running the um, second team with the occasional start to. Uh, filling in for um, the second guard position. And he's looked pretty good. Not as good as Austin Rivers, but not like way worse. He's not hitting threes very much, but he is uh, getting solid assists and solid rebounds and um, getting, you know, almost a steal a game, which is, which is fine. None of these, neither one of these guys are going to swing your league. I, I don't think, but they're both waiver wire guys who could have standard league relevance. I'd rather have Austin Rivers than Raymond Felton, but that's just a personal preference, even though I don't really like either one of them. Um, Both of them I could see in the right type of league, in in the right type of 12-team standard league. Picking up either one of them, I would go with Austin Rivers over Raymond Felton. Uh, Another injury we got out here is Tony Parker. It looks like Tony Parker is going to be out at least a week, and I would say for everybody, go pick up Patty Mills. I've been saying that really all year that Patty Mills is um, is actually worth a look. He's kind of fluctuated between being some standard league relevant sometimes to really not playing enough to to qualify for uh, some standard leagues. But with this injury to Tony Parker, he is uh, playing a bit more and he's making the most of it. He he's not starting, which is a a little surprising, but he. In the last game against uh, Brooklyn, he ended up with uh, 20 points, three rebounds, two assists, and four three-pointers. Patty Mills uh, does get decent assists, does get really good three-pointers, which is why I like Patty Mills quite a bit. Um, It does look like uh, DeJounte Murray is getting the start, but really he's not getting as many minutes as Patty Mills. So I, I do like Pops philosophy of trying to throw a guy a random guy into the thick of it uh just to see how he reacts and to prepare him for the playoffs is incredibly smart um that is why pop is one of the best coaches of all time but i do like patty mills better i think he has a standard league relevance and he should be owned in all leagues uh unless you know you're giving up something at the bottom of your bench i would pick up patty mills in all leagues because this is a short-term injury, but Petty Mills has the ability to have solid standard league relevance while Tony Parker is out. Another um, somewhat, you know, nagging injury 
is um, coming from DeMar DeRozan. It uh, looks like DeMar DeRozan just um, hurt his ankle, and he'll be out for about two or three games. We really don't know who um, is going to get the start from this yet. We, uh, we're we not really sure. I wouldn't make any drastic moves because this is only about a week-long injury. But, you know, if I had to guess, I would probably guess that uh, it's either going to be Norman Powell or Terrence Ross, I would say, would get the minutes out of this one. And um, I also kind of like maybe Damari Carroll to kind of step it up with um, DeMar DeRozan out. Maybe he will get more touches. Maybe he'll get more looks. Uh, Damari Carroll has been pretty bad, not even good enough to stream lately. But... um, yeah, I think it's this is kind of a I'm kind of unsure what direction they're going to go in, but if I had to guess I'm going to go with um a a big a, a little bit of a bump for Terrence Ross and maybe a big bump for Norman Powell. I would stream those guys. I don't know if I would um standard league any of them uh for a permanent spot on your team. I just don't think either one of them are that good. Um yeah, I just don't really like either one of those guys, even with playing you know closer to 30 minutes per game. It would be interesting to see what Norman Powell does with uh, some playing time. So do keep an eye on Norman Powell. Other than that, uh, DeMar Carroll will be back in a week, so don't really worry about that one too much. Another guy who's going to be out for about a week or so is Avery Bradley. Um, he's got a sore Achilles. And I always say, you gotta, you gotta, oh, I don't, oh, I guess I don't always say, but uh, my favorite guy to play is Marcus Smart uh, for Boston when Avery Bradley's out. Marcus Smart gets a lot of steals. He uh, surprisingly makes a ton of threes, uh, even though his shot is not great. He, his uh, field goal percentage is going to hurt you, I think quite a bit, but he is definitely standard league relevant and he actually might be already owned. Uh, in a lot of teams. So it would be good to keep an eye on Jalen Brown just to see if his minutes uh, uptick enough to be standard league relevant. But uh, I think Marcus Smart is standard league relevant right now simply because of his ability to get steals, uh, the occasional block, pretty good assists, pretty good uh, rebounds, solid three-pointers. His shooting, like I said, really bad from the field. But other than that, solid across the board. I would pick up Marcus Smart in every league even um, with Avery Bradley uh, returning, we'll, we'll just see how they, they play um, together. Uh, usually that does mean that Marcus Smart ends up, you know, going back to the uh, the bench and um, getting a little under 30 minutes. But he's, he's averaging 30 minutes on the season. So uh, with this bump up to like, you know, 35, that's been uh, really, really good for Marcus Smart. So go ahead give him a a ride until Avery Bradley comes back from injury. It looks like uh, also in bad injury news that Jeremy Lin is timetable has been extended by Brooklyn. It looks like he will be out until um, mid February, which is really um, terrible. Uh, I think he, from what I've been reading, he might have re-aggravated it, his hamstring, or he's just maybe not ready to come back. This could put people off of Jeremy Lin real quick, especially they've been holding on to him and waiting for him to come back for um, 
the last month and the fact that he took, you know, most of the season to even come back to play. Uh, really bad sign with the lingering injury. Expect uh, Brooklyn just to be continue to do what Brooklyn does. So don't expect any new, um, I guess, philosophy out of Brooklyn. Let's go take a look at Brooklyn here. Uh, it's really sad for Jeremy Lin owners, to be honest. Uh, I think Jeremy Lin's going to be pretty good when he comes back, even after this setback. Um, he might be a really good guy. So mid-late February, he might be a good guy to stash for your playoffs. Uh, if someone drops him, you know, I would actually pick him up. Uh, even if you're if you're if you're going to make the playoffs, I would put him on the end of my bench. It does. Um, probably bode well for um Karis Levert and we haven't really talked about Brooklyn too much but uh Karis Levert young guy 22 he has uh been getting a lot more minutes over the last uh, few weeks and and doing some interesting stuff so over the last couple weeks he's averaging 10 points one and a half three pointers two and a half rebounds uh almost three assists a steal and um shooting wow just shoot shooting 52 percent that's pretty impressive um his usage is up over the last couple of weeks as well and he has i think entered into uh someone to at least watch uh in back-to-back games for or they weren't back-to-back on days but um versus toronto and versus new orleans he scored in the double digits hit threes got good assists got good rebounds got steals so this is a guy to watch this is a definitely a stream I'm still not seeing him approaching 30 minutes, so I'm not going to go run and pick him up in a standard league. I'm also, you know, a couple game sample size is is pretty fluky, so I'm also not terribly excited uh, with his um, with trusting him moving forward for being a consistent player. But I am uh, notice I am I'm noticing that. You know, his stats across the board look pretty good when you look at his per 36. Uh, he's got solid steals, solid assists, solid three-pointers, and that's what you're kind of looking for. Um, and kind of a, a real crazy field goal percentage. I don't know what that's about. Um, he only takes about six field goal attempts per game. So, you know, I guess he makes the most out of it. Which is positive. That's what you want with a, a role player like, uh, like he's supposed to be. I would keep a watch on him if I'm in a bigger league, 14, 16 team league, I'd pick him up. And I would also stream him in standard leagues, but um, I wouldn't waste a roster spot on him. Cons- uh, we just don't know how long they're going to go with Levert uh, in Brooklyn. And once Jeremy Lin comes back in mid to late February, I'm sure his minutes will be way down. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what's going to what happen there. It's, it's worth keeping an eye on. I'd like to take a moment now to talk about our sponsor, NoHalftime.com. If you haven't heard about NoHalftime.com, it's a pretty cool mobile app for fantasy sports. Basically, No Halftime allows you to create a player versus player challenge in most of the major sports. So NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and the PGA. You can basically do anything. You can take uh, Raymond Felton versus Garrett Temple, and whoever ends up having the best night wins. It's a, it's a pretty simple concept, but there's basically endless possibilities, endless uh, combinations you could actually come up. It's uh, different than other traditional fantasy services because your lineup really just consists of one player, not a whole team where you're going against a ton of people. You've you got one player versus one person. If you like 
uh, betting on fantasy sports, especially the NBA, go ahead and go to nohalftime.com right now and use the promo code BOXES, that is B-O-X-E-S, to get started today. So let's, uh, let's move on to some of the trends I've seen over the last week. Um, there's been a lot of guys who um, have kind of been interesting, kind of have their ups and downs. And one guy that I really, really like and I've always liked is Alfred Payton. I think he's trending up right now. He's looked pretty good over the last basically month, and he moved into the starting lineup and he's kind of played well off the bench and well in the starting lab. So it's kind of hard to tell which one you'd rather have him do. But, uh, in the last month, he is ranked 78th per game, uh, in averages in nine cat leagues. And, uh, in the last week, he's really stepped up his game hitting, uh, 19 points close to two threes per game, which I think is a, is a bit high. Um, it's, he's really closer to one three pointer game. Uh, three, little over three rebounds, six assists, close to two steals. And he is known to get the occasional block, but in the last week he has not gotten a block yet, shooting cl- uh, over 50%, which is not sustainable, especially for a guy this streaky. But on the season, he's shooting 46%, uh, closer to 47 actually. He's known to get the occasional, about a half a block a game, which is impressive. He's good at steals. His assists are very good. His rebounds are good. And if his three is uh, is dropping... He's he's great, actually. And uh, I've always liked Alfred Payton. I think he has a lot of potential. I thought he would be a lot better this year considering Oladipo left Orlando. But I'm, you know, I, I think Alfred Payton should be owned in all standard leagues, uh, 10 to 12 teams for sure. Um, yeah, even in the shallowest of the leagues, I think you, you take a flyer on him because he is capable of just these kind of these crazy lines. Um He's had a 28.9 rebound, 9 assist, 2 steal night in the last couple weeks. He's had a 20 and 12 night. He's got a, uh, in the last game against Golden State, he had 23 points, 4 rebounds, and 10 assists. Now, granted, he did play 39 minutes, which is a bit crazy, but uh, I would say grab him if he's available. If he's on your waivers, pick up Alfred Payton. Another guy who I think is kind of trending up. Um, who I, I would I would rank lower than um, Alfred Payton in my list of people to pick up, but um, Wilson Chandler on uh, Denver has been playing very well over the last um, couple weeks. I think his um, kind of his place on this team has uh, is in the right spot right now. He was in the starting lineup. He's been taken out of the starting lineup, but even out of the starting lineup. He's getting uh, really good rebounds for his position, uh, hitting a little over three a game, getting the occasional steal and block. So he's close to a 1-1 steal block guy, which is um, always something I'm looking for uh, for Roto Leagues and 9-cat leagues. His assists are not great at all, but the ability to get you that 6-7 to rebound range, closer to 7 really, with a steal and a block, and uh, over a three a game, that's, I mean, that's solid production. I think Wilson Chandler also should be on an all-standard leagues. I would rather have Alfred Payton moving forward just because assists are a little bit rarer. And Wilson Chandler, while he does multiple things, those things are can be done by quite a few people. Um, 
But there's a lot of one steal, one block guys who don't get uh, 16 points a game, and he's averaging 16 points a game. You know, someone like Mo Harkless averages a lot less and is, is a little bit inconsistent. But I think Wilson Chandler's been pretty consistent lately. If you look at his numbers uh, over the last month or so, and to me, that's Stanley value. Uh, I think Wilson Chandler's trending up. Uh, if anything, you know, when someone gets um, injured around here uh, in Denver, which is known to happen quite often, uh, he could see actually more time, uh, more than his current uh, close to 30 minutes, a little under 30 minutes per game. So I would, um, I would go ahead and hold on to him. If somebody gets injured there, he's going to have a bigger role. And his uh, his value will go up even further. Let's check out another guy uh, who I think is, is is trending up, but this is um you know only really recent, and that is Iman Shumpert. Uh, Shumpert ended up uh, moving into the starting lineup and uh, replacing Legans. Legans is coming off the bench now, and uh, I'll go ahead and take a look at what Legans is up to as well. But. Uh, I, I don't know if it was because uh, Legans has been struggling or Iman Shumpert just looked better in practice, but um, in his latest, um, well, let's see, he has five starts. Iman Shumpert, five starts. He's been he's been really playing incredibly well. He's been hitting threes way better than he usually does. So he's over two threes a game, which is um, if you're over two, uh, you're you're a quality three point shooter. He also gets uh, over a steal per game. His assists are really poor. Uh, I, I, he, that's because he never has the ball. He's usually just a, he's a spot-up shooter. Kyrie and LeBron hogging the ball per usual all day, every day. Um, and his, his also rebounds are, are, are a bit mediocre. But if he's shooting well, which he has been over the last um, few weeks, it's worth trying to... Um, it's worth tr- uh, giving him a shot. It's worth uh, streaming him, I think, in all leagues. And uh, in standard league, I would take a flyer on him if you're if you're kind of in the need for three pointers and uh, steal occasional steal. I just I'm not a huge fan of Iman Shumpert. I do think he is very inconsistent. He is getting the playing time right now, and he's playing well with it. So why not take a chance? But his ceiling is low. He's not going to be much higher than a you know a top 90 player when it all averages out uh, right now he's he's bumped up in the player raider simply because he's hitting uh, quite a bit of threes and he never ever turns the ball over so do take that sh- the the shooting over 50 percent and the turnovers as uh, as a grain of salt when you look at that player raider and you see how high iman shumpert is but he is playing well enough to to take notice uh, i think he's if you're in a 12 team league Flyer, 10-team league, I don't think I'd pick him up. 12-team um, league, you really better have something not very good at the end of your bench to pick up even Shumpert, though. Uh, bigger leagues, I think he should be on 14-16-team leagues. Why not own him? Um, moving to a guy who's actually um, trending down, in my opinion, is uh, Enos Cantor. So Enos Cantor kind of got um, a great, you know, benefit of Steven Adams being out. Uh, when Steven Adams was out, Enos Cantor got wild. And even in limited minutes, Enos Cantor is effective. So I'm not really saying go out there and drop him. But I, I am saying he is trending down because he will be losing some minutes to, to Steven Adams. Um, 
I think, even especially as they're approaching playoff time, because I, I just believe Steven Adams is their is their you know clutch down the stretch five. Um, he's their starting five, and he is their um, really the guy they're going to rely on in the stretch. But in the um, last couple games, when Steven Adams has been out, I think um, Enos Cantor. You know he's got a twenty-two and nine game. He's got a twelve and five game, but uh, with Adams coming back in, you, you'll see Enos's role diminish. I, I'm not saying drop him though, because Enos Cantor is still productive in uh, even when he's playing in the lower twenty minutes. If you go look at what he's done so far this year in the last month, he's only averaging twenty-six minutes a game, but he's still scoring eighteen points and getting eight rebounds with um, about a little over assist a game, about a half a steal and a half a block. So you'd out of a center, you really want more than half a steal and half a block, uh, but his field goal percentage is uh, closer to close to sixty, which is crazy. His free throw percentage does not really hurt you too much. He doesn't shoot a ton of them, and when he does, he shoots around seventy eight percent. So that's pretty great. I um, I still think you keep Enos Cantor, but I do think he will be trending down with Stephen Adams returning to the lineup and with them uh, needing to win games to stay in the playoff race. Let's see, one more guy. One more guy I'm kind of keeping an eye on. Um, just just as a, as a wow, that actually happened kind of thing is uh, Sam Decker. So Sam Decker is on Houston, and you know that high-powered offense really allows anyone to, um, to be amazing if, they, if they're put in at the right time and they're given the right chance. Um Ryan Adams, or Ryan Adams, what have I been listening to? Ryan Anderson uh, has been out sporadically, um, and he is back in uh, tonight's game. So tonight, Ryan Anderson played 29 minutes, and Sam Decker only played 16 minutes. So I'm not suggesting to pick up Sam Decker um, right now, but I am saying when Sam Decker... Uh, when Ryan Anderson is out, Sam Decker does get the minutes. So if, Ryan, if something serious happened to Ryan Anderson, I'd actually go up and uh, pick Sam Decker up. Because Sam Decker ended up against Memphis starting. And in that start, he had 30 points, six three-pointers, four rebounds, and two steals. Uh, against Golden State in the game before that, he had 17 points, three rebounds, and or seven rebounds, and one three-pointer, plus two assists. Uh, I just think he's worth watching. I think... In that high part offense, he has the ability to approach standard league relevance in deeper leagues. I think he probably should be owned in any 14 to 16 team league, um, simply because of the opportunity he gets and the way he he scores. But uh, it was just interesting to see that 30 point game since Ryan Anderson was out. I think Ryan Anderson was just sick, so nothing to um, I guess get terribly excited about because Ryan Anderson is back and playing but just keep an eye on Sam Decker in case Ryan Anderson gets hurt and that's about it um, this is all the trends that I've been seeing over the last week or so and, uh, and hopefully we covered a lot of the major injuries if you like what you hear um, do us a favor and go out to whatever you're listening to this podcast on and give us a rating and a review the reviews really help people see um the, the, the listing for this podcast it bumps us up in the ratings and it, it really helps us out a lot and also um, 
we we enjoy the feedback. If you have feedback, leave it in the review, or go ahead and tweet directly at me at Watch the Boxes, all one word, on Twitter, and um, I'll take any feedback you got. Uh, good, bad, ugly, whatever. Or if you got questions about your fantasy league, your uh, trades you have, waiver wire pickups, I'm happy to give advice. So you can you can find me at Twitter at Watch the Boxes. Thanks for joining us tonight, and have a good one, everybody.